You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast, the only podcast where we unpack the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. My name is Pastor Joel. Welcome again to the Theology of Music podcast. My name is Pastor Joel. Today, I am joined by another great friend. I don't know why I said another like that, but another great friend. His name is Matthew Carpenter. He is the worship leader and elder candidate at Reformation Christian Fellowship in Newport News, Virginia. And he has been on staff there for give or take three years with some change, if you want to count some part-time years. But yeah, Matthew, thank you for being here, my boy. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was just laughing because I always wonder, like, what do you you even say after that? Thanks. You know... Yeah, I mean, like, you asked me here, so, I mean, like, what am I going to say? No. <laughs> I don't want to be here at all. You said you'd give me money. Your podcast stinks. <laughs> I don't listen to any of it. Anyway, <laughs> um, so today we're going to actually talk about a song that is on the latest The Grace Collective album. The That's the worship group that Matt and I uh, started together about a year ago. And we just came out with our second album, Kingdom of Your Son, songs from Colossians. And so today we're going to talk about the song, There is Peace. But Matt is going to, he's going to unpack some of that and kind of like the why behind the song and, you know, the what, what we were kind of thinking about as we were writing it. Yeah, There is Peace was one of the first songs whenever we kind of had the inception of the idea, let's do Colossians, which partly that came from my pastor almost a year and a half ago now saying, I really want to preach through Colossians. And then as he was talking to me about it, and as I was looking in the book myself, I was like, there's a lot of good things here we can sing about. Yeah. And so in that, one of them, uh, in the preeminent section of Colossians, pun intended, titled the preeminence of Christ right right at the end when it talks about Jesus is just insert whatever Jesus is better he's higher he's more worthy you should just do everything for him right that's basically Paul's thesis for Colossians right at the end in chapter 1 verse 20 it says and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether on earth or in heaven making peace by the blood of his cross mm. The concept there of peace, and that's there's there's relationship language in there. There's also legal language in there where Christ has reconciled us to the Father, and there is peace. Mm-hmm. Like there's no question about that. Your relationship to the the heavenly Father that we worship is so unshakable because of what Christ has done on the cross. That no matter what you do, there is peace. Mm. You might tarnish the relationship in terms of, uh, in a subjective sense, right? Sometimes we can feel far from God. We should write a song about that, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, right? But, that was funny. But in terms of, uh, oh, Lord, please don't be. All right, anyways. Um, <laughs> but to, to make a short story long here, the, the point was there's nothing that can can rip us from his hands, right? There's nothing that can put us back at enmity yeah. with the Lord, right? And so I wanted to explore that and 
a lot of the first verses were kind of what me asking the question, why does why should I sing about there's peace? Yeah. Why would that matter to me? What would make me want to sing it? Are, are there any lines for, for you, Joel, like in the first two verses that uh, resonate with you? Because I've yeah. heard from others that this song has resonated with people. Yeah, it's it seems to be probably the the, the song that's resonating with people the most. Um, and I, I wonder if it's partly because of where we are right now in our culture. Um, but for me, what, what resonated with me was just, will your wrath still remain? You know, will you cleanse our every stain, cast us not from you? I mean, this Sunday I'm preaching um, from Psalm 51. And I mean, one of the things David asks from the Lord is, do not, you know, do not cast your presence from me. Do not remove your Holy Spirit from within me, right? Don't, don't leave me here in, in the, the sin and the sorrow that I've welcomed upon myself, right? Um, and I and I think right now a lot of people are on on either side of that right they're they're either they're either through sin been been brought low into sorrow or just because of how things are right now just been sorrowful and, and downcast and to know that there's peace right but not hey you know we'll get through with COVID nineteen we'll get through you know this whole cultural racial tension thing and we'll, we'll get through it right there's there's peace now and there will be peace later. Uh, you'll, we'll get through right. it. It's, but it's through Christ's blood, which was the most important thing. Right. And I, I like what you said there. The question of does your wrath still remain also resonates with me too, because again, we can feel like, because our, our fleshly tendency is to revert back, revert back to works righteousness. Yeah. Right. When we sin, when we fail again, we think, okay, well, I'll confess my sin once I've had a couple of good days <laughs> where I've been in the Word, I've been praying, yeah. I gave money to charity, I did X, Y, and Z, and then I'll come back to the Lord and then I'll be good. Then he'll be, okay, I've cooled down, you're good, come back. But right. uh, that's not biblical. That's just not what the gospel is. No, it's right? just you riding your own ship and then you're going to address the issues. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the song "Come Ye Sinners." That it says the line, "If you tarry till you're better, yes, you will never." Yes, if you tarry till you're better, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, is that what type of version we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing like the German dance club. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but it, just just one other line, at least for the first two verses, because. Because those are the more negative verses, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, for for me, verse two, I I wrote and and sang these lines initially when I first wrote the song. I sang them in tears, mm. where you know when our resolutions and resolve, like a fragile flower, fail and fall. I mean, all of us, you and I included, have had so many times where we have never again starts now. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm. I, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to ball my fist up. I'm going to grit my teeth and mm. I'm just going to stop sinning. Yeah. Right. That's just not how life works. Right. Grace is, is undeserved and you're trying to earn it again mm. right there. So the question of, you know, well then you then hide your face. Will we run out of your grace going, we cling to this truth. Yeah. I really felt like when we were writing the song, I was clinging mm 
to this truth. You know, there is peace. And to repeat that again, there is peace. It's almost like, do you get it? Did you catch that the first time? <laughs> I don't know if you did. There is peace. Yeah. By the- yeah. You know, it's funny. We've, we've joked about it in the past and then depending on what church you come from or your, your culture within your church. Now you might, you might have people that look at repetition, even, even like that and go, well, why, why are we repeating so much? And I, I think you, you've hit it the nail on the head. It's, well, have you not even listened to the first two verses? Right. Mm-hmm. If when we wrestle with those themes daily and we need to be reminded that there is peace and it doesn't usually settle in or set in after one time of hearing it. We oftentimes, because we're so knuckleheaded, we need to be reminded multiple times of a truth that is, is prevalent in Scripture. And that's one of them. Oh, absolutely. Well, even even Peter in Second Peter says, I'm writing you by way of reminder. Right. If Peter thought it was important to write another letter just to remind them of gospel truths. Why don't mm. we do that in songs? Now, it's okay. Like, I understand some of the pushback to repetition. There, There is the 7-Eleven songs that we talk about, right? right? Yeah. Where you sing the same lines, same seven words 11 times or whatever it is. But it's okay sometimes. Even some of the psalms have repetition. Have you ever heard the one that says, for your steadfast love endures forever? Because <laughs> <laughs> it says it every like 30 other times, line. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It, that's... It's okay. It's just given the context of what we're singing about, right? This repetition to me actually is better than if we were to try and say more. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So what about the bridge though? So we've talked about the the chorus. Why, why, why put something like condemnation is no more. Uh, we are free to love you, Lord. Why, why put something like that when we were all were while we were really focusing is just on peace why 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 does that ha- what does that have to do with there is peace by the precious blood of Jesus so that's a good question uh, the peace comes right because our condemnation was placed upon a substitute hmm. right the 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 theological term penal substitutionary atonement right our uh, our punishment for sin, right, for our sin was placed upon Christ, was imputed to him. And when he died and rose again, his righteousness is imputed to us. That's our source mm, of peace. Amen. And so when we write condemnation is no more, we are free to love you, Lord. That's kind of a response. So mm. we, we say condemnation is no more. So what does that mean for me? It means I am now free to love you. I'm not I'm no longer bound by this sense of trying to appease you. I am truly free in the sense that I am now able to love you. Yeah. I'm able to live for you. And anything that I do now is no longer based upon my merit, but upon Christ's merit. Mm. And that's one of the most freeing things in the world for any Christian who's ever struggling with sin and condemnation. Yeah, yeah. Nothing you're going to do is going to appease God. You must cling to Christ Mm. and his righteousness that's given to you by faith through the gospel. And that's why that line to me is really important. Yeah, it's it's cool too because you don't usually sing a word like condemnation really in any song other than, you know, maybe like a hymn. But this mm-hmm. this song is is much more of a, a pretty modern contemporary song. And what's cool is you get that word in there and it fits and it feels, it still feels right. 
right? It wasn't like we were kind of going, okay, we're going to try to have some, you know, some bigger words in a, you know, a modern song, see if we can make it work. Like, let's, let's, let's sound like grownups here. Exactly. But old timey words. It worked. It, it really did because you sing that. And then when you go from, from that bridge, from condemnation is no more, we are free to love you, Lord, you know, uh, comfort with our every breath, you know, we are clothed in Jesus' righteousness. You you go from that to there is peace, and it has more mm-hmm. weight, right, than just if we had kind of said something along the lines of there is peace, but in a different way in a bridge, right? And I love that we did that. Right, and, you know, bridges are a tricky thing, <laughs> as, as you know, because oh, yeah. as, as songwriters, bridges can be sometimes the biggest waste of space uh, in a song. Because sometimes you just say the same thing, like you said, you just say the same thing, but now we have a slightly different melody and chord structure. But really, uh, what I think we did well with this is we kind of took a moment to reflect then, all right? So if, what does this piece mean, right? Condemnation is no more, we're free, we have comfort with every breath. And what's that comfort, right? We're clothed. In Jesus' righteousness, that's that's imputation language, right? Yeah, we are robed in pure linen, right? It reminds me of uh, when uh, I can't remember was it Zechariah the priest was was standing before the Lord and Satan was condemning him, and God told him uh, take off his his dirty robes and give him pure vestments, right? That was a a picture of imputation there again, where God is declaring us righteous by giving us clean vestments to wear yeah um again just reinforcing that imagery of all right there's peace because of christ look to christ that's our peace yeah yeah and i really hope that those who are listening to this right now and then those who will even just listen to the song are able to rest in that like that this song would be a form Mm -hmm. of comfort and rest in the midst of the time right now because Ultimately, no matter what happens inside the church or outside the church, if we are in Christ, there will always be peace, right? Readily and easily available to us. Um, I, I think that's something that we miss out on, right? We think, yeah, we, sure, right, Matt, all well and good, Matt and Joel, love what you're saying. Christ <laughs> accomplished all this. It's great, right? But you, with what, what the problem often is, is we don't get practical and say, no, that's that peace is tangible and readily available to you whenever, right? Amen. There's there's a reason why Paul says it surpasses understanding and it, it's 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 in Christ our Lord, right? Not not right. just it's gonna be there, it's it is in Christ who is also now in you by the third person of the Trinity. We possess Christ as Christians, and so it right. is readily available, tangibly available. Mm-hmm. It's not some ambiguous force that you and I now have to kind of see if we can muster up enough prayer and faith to get that peace, even though we know it was accomplished in Christ. And I don't want, I don't want that to be lost, you know? Right. And that's, that's such a good word, Joel, because th- this kind of peace isn't just some random goosebumps yeah. that you get uh, when the, when the bridge just hits just right or those <laughs> chords hit, you know, sometimes that's what we can yearn for in yeah. especially worship music we're like, I want to feel comfortable because of how the music makes me feel. Music is fine, but I want this truth, right? It's truth that is ultimately what's going to carry us yeah. through the hardest of times. So Amen. you're right. This is 
this is what we pandemic or not we need to cling to the peace that we have in christ yep. right and and i love that you pointed that out it's in christ it's it's not a peace that you can find anywhere else right it's it's unique to the person and work of jesus christ and being in him united to him by faith otherwise every other piece that you have is is fleeting mm. and and it can be broken it can fade like like peter says we we have an inheritance that's undefiled and unfading and mm. kept in heaven for us amen so let's run it through the three criteria uh so the three criteria are cool is it congregationally friendly is it Christ exalting or is, and is it gospel centered or gospel anchored, you know? And so I, I always say the whole gospel centered, gospel anchored, can it be quickly tied to the gospel, right? It doesn't have to unpack the gospel in every element, but can you, is it not super far removed in a way that you kind of have to take a couple stretchy steps to get there? So, um, <laughs> is it congregationally friendly? I think so. I think so too. I mean, it's, it's in B. So we get up to like an E on the bridge. Yeah. But this song can be shifted down to B flat or A pretty easily. Yeah, and, and it's, still still B. Yeah, it doesn't get too low. I, I, the only yeah, the highest point, like you said, is in the bridge. But you don't stay there long. And the, no, there there quick. is peace. The chorus sits in a nice middle area, so it's not super high. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. The little there is peace. Like again, even that there that we sang like. You're starting up and going down. That's a lot easier than starting low and going, going up. up. Yep. Okay. So what about Christ exalting? I'd, I'd say. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I'm just <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. Just a tad. Uh, I, I mean, I guess he's mentioned somewhere. No. Um, yeah. I, I think this I think this highlights uh, the the atoning work of Christ. Yeah. Which I think touches on the next part. Is it gospel centered or gospel anchored? Heck yeah. And yep. I yep. love, you know, not to toot our own horn, right? But I think we did it in a really good way. Um, I think we 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 unpacked little elements, right? We didn't go full bore and did every, unpacked all the different elements of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But there, there were things like talking about how there's, there's peace in Christ or we're clothed in Jesus' righteousness. That's gospel that's gospel centered mm-hmm. Christ exalting language. And then, then even just the verses, right. You know, uh, when, when we're, when we're choosing our sin and we're, we're looking at ourselves and we're looking at the world mm-hmm. and it's or still tied to verse the three. Yeah. Right. Like li- li- verse three literally says, rejoice the songs of praise for the blood price has been paid. Yep. Right. Yep. That's, Can't that's much, get much clearer than that. That is, that is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it, uh, I think this song touches on all of those really well uh, and unpacks them in, uh, beautifully. And I mean, it's it's funny to say that since it's, you know, a song we wrote. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of just, well, right, it's, like, it's, it's a great we're, song. We're not saying this is the best song ever written or the best song that we'll ever write. Right. It's no yes, way maker. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, like we're, we're, you know, give us, you know, a year or two years or three years, four years. You know, if the Lord lets us keep doing this, oh. of course, we're going to look back at songs and be like, hey, Okay, maybe we could have fine-tuned that. Yeah, or, of course. But where it stands, you know, it, if we can still be proud of it um, and, and give God glory for it, I, I, which I think we can, then I don't think we have anything to be ashamed about. Um, I, I'm all for, for making the gospel clear and, and putting it in a way, which I think this song does, putting it in a way that makes it 
more accessible than simply just mental academic uh, recitation of, of gospel facts. I agree. Right? Amen. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Matt, for being on this podcast with me. This was yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I've listened a handful of times, and and I love what you're doing. There, there are even people at my church that um, say, uh, actually, the literally this Sunday, someone mentioned to me that they they have been listening to your podcast, and uh, we're just really appreciative. Not only that you discuss uh, theology and music, uh, but that you highlight its importance. And uh, my friend even talked about how she shared it with coworkers of hers who were maybe not quite as convinced that what we sing in songs really does matter. So I just want to thank you um, just on the record here for what you're doing with this podcast. And, and I'm just grateful and, and humbled to to play a small part in it. Oh, well, you know, by no means are you playing a small part. You are by in, in every sense of the word, uh, a key factor in in my life and even in this podcast. You know, I, I think a big part of this podcast has come just from good community, right? You know, it, it'd be really mm-hmm. hard to be um, to to want to do this podcast if I didn't know that I shared the same heartbeat as many other people that I respect, right? You know, because then it that it'd be a it, it would be a weird sentiment that I think I would be recording it under, which would be kind of like, all right, I'm going to maybe just address this glaring issue in the church, but rather it's, then I'm just a a clanging symbol, right? Then I'm just some guy bashing people for not believing what I believe or not, you know, doing the right thing in quotes. But I love that um, there's more of a, a, um, a fellowship, I guess you could say in this topic, right? In this, in this whole, um, issue or arena of theology and music. And I think that's why um, so many people enjoy the podcast is because it's not bashing people. It's just saying, let's take a little bit more care, you know? Right. And, and it's, it's really important that uh, church members understand that this type of discussion and this kind of thinking about music isn't just for pastors and worship leaders. Amen. Um, This should be for everyone. Everyone should be thinking about what are we singing on Sunday? Is this something I can amen? Is it unclear? Is it vague? And if so, is it helpful or is it potentially harmful? These are these are all kinds of questions we need to be thinking whenever we sing on Sunday morning. Amen. We um we did Jesus at the Center uh, by Israel last week, and it was a lot of fun. We're gonna do it again because we just introduced it, but it was cool. It was just cool because one of the things I love about that song and something that I want I I said in the podcast and tried to remind the church is, no matter what we think, Jesus is still at the center. Right. Regardless of whether yeah. we're acting like it, he is. And I think, like you said, congregates should think more about songs than just going, oh, I like the melody or those are nice words, but going, oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. Like I'm singing Jesus be the center of your church. That includes me. <laughs> right. Right. Like, or right. Jesus be what, the center of the my church, life. Right? Like that's, that's, mm-hmm. I'm saying, I'm not just singing a word. I'm praying that that would be the case. What does that actually look like? So, uh, yeah, if, yeah, if God, if God uses this podcast to help one person just grow deeper in their faith uh, through music and through corporate worship. Then it's this is a, then it's worth it, you know. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'm thankful for people like you, uh, and you know, I'm thankful for a lot of other people that have joined the podcast. And I'm hoping to get many more different people on this podcast from different churches. Still hoping to get Bob Coughlin, but you know, not uh, not not <laughs> holding my crossed. breath. 
Hey, at, at least you at least you know the guy. That's cool. <laughs> so do you. So, all right, <laughs> let's. Uh, <laughs> but thank you guys. If you guys ever have any uh, questions, comments, or song suggestions, just email them to theology and music at gmail.com. But with that, you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you again, Matt. Yeah, thanks so much. See you guys.